Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts by the Field Diada Podcast. First and foremost, if you have not checked out my interview, my talk, my discussion with Robert Sumlin, you need to go check that out because we talked about men's health, anxiety, uh, toxic masculinity. I can't even get that shit out. We discussed all types of things pertaining to the growth and development of men. So, check that out. Secondly, the damn Amazon is on fire. No, I'm not talking about the Amazon, that great website where we buy all types of cool shit. I'm talking about the Amazon, the rainforest. Bitch on fire, right? Been on fire for like three weeks. How the hell have I not heard about this? Like, uh, they're saying that there's record numbers of fire. I think 82 fires have been reported this year in the Amazon, right? Smoke so bad that one city, I cannot remember the name of the city, but the whole city had a daytime blackout just because of the smoke. The smoke blacked out the whole city. Smoke is reaching the coast. It's fire. You know what I mean? Fire, fire, as we say nowadays. But so the president of uh, Brazil is saying that the environmentalists are setting these fires to draw more attention to uh, the Amazon. Now you know the video I loves a good conspiracy theory. So it's not too far-fetched to me that these people would do that because the farther I go along, the more time I spend in business, the more I talk with people that are in business, I start to realize that there is a class of people out there that will literally do anything and everything it takes to prove their point, to get their point across, to get their message across. So I don't think it's too far-fetched that they might be out there setting fires to try to get attention to the Amazon. Why would they need attention in the Amazon? Relax. I'm going to tell you, this same president of Brazil, is um, he's pushing for the what do you call it? The deforestation of the Amazon. He is all for the deforestation of Amazon. If you like Deville, you went to community college. Let me explain to you what deforestation means. I can hardly say it. It means cut the damn trees down. Is what basically what it means. So <clears throat> it wouldn't also be too far fetched for me to think that maybe the president, <laughs> maybe the president is behind these fires because he wants the Amazon deforest and a good way to uh, get that deforest is to burn the shit down so that could that's all type of stuff that could be going on but i'm just dumbfounded that we haven't out or at least i haven't or it doesn't seem like a lot of people have heard about this going on the lungs the amazon is basically the lungs of the earth the amazon houses two-thirds of the uh, uh plant life in the world, two thirds, right? And nobody's heard about this, but we keep hearing about this damn 
chicken sandwich. This damn Popeye's chicken sandwich is taking the world by storm, but nobody's paying attention to the fact that the Amazon's on fire, right? Everywhere you go, every blog, every vlog, every podcast, every freaking uh, YouTube channel, even I'm talking about this chicken sandwich now. What's wild about it, <laughs> this chicken sandwich reminds me of an episode of the Boondocks. Y'all remember that cartoon, Boondocks? Used to come on Cartoon Network, Huey. Uh, what was his little brother name? Huey and Huey and Riley and all of them. It reminds me of this episode of the Boondocks where the uh, there were, it was a deal on a bucket of chicken. So they go to get this chicken and the whole... The restaurant, you know, the, the line is backed up for this chicken, and they're out of chicken. They're out of chicken, so basically a riot ensues because they're out of chicken. And what, why this reminds me of this is because I ran into like four or five videos on Instagram, Twitter, where people were literally about to fight about this chicken. All on Facebook, I'm seeing people posting pictures of and pictures and videos of the lines at these Popeyes just backed up, backed up. Can't get in the Popeyes, can't get a chicken sandwich. At this point, I'm scared to go get a damn chicken sandwich because I feel like <laughs> I don't want to be uh, get caught up in the crowd and be considered one of these hype beasts that's after the chicken sandwich. Now, I won't flex. The sandwich is good as fuck, but it's just the fact that there's so much hype around it. I don't want to show up at Popeyes and they're like, oh, we know why you're here. You want a chicken sandwich, huh? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. But either way, lines is backed up. People are fighting. People are arguing with the uh, the employees of these Popeyes because, you know, uh, um, I guess they're running out of chicken sandwiches. Or the wait's too long, or because they got to be on back order. <laughs> All these people look. <clears throat> there's two Popeyes relatively close to where I live. On any given day, I have never well. On Sundays, there's one location that on Sundays I have seen a considerable line outside of this Popeyes, but on most days it's not. The second one, same thing. Most days there's really, I mean, there's people eating there. But there's really not like a line, like a wait through their drive-through. And I saw a post of both of these locations backed up. Crazy about this damn chicken sandwich. And now they got the whole Popeyes versus Chick-fil-A. People are going back and forth for, you know, which one is better. There's chicken sandwich beef going on. People are being judged very harshly for their taste in chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Believe it or not, are you a Chick-fil-A guy or are you a Popeye's guy? Because that Popeye's is the new wave. It is what it is, but goddamn, get off these chicken sandwiches, man, and, and, and realize that the lungs of the earth is on fire right now. It's definitely on fucking fire. What else we got in relation to Popeye's and these chicken sandwiches? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. I think that's about as far as we can go. Talking about uh, Popeyes and chicken sandwiches and, and, and goddamn. Uh, <laughs> but I did see. <clears throat> I 
I did see something that was hilarious to me. Plies, the rapper Plies, did a video on Instagram and he was talking about um, how everybody's talking about these freaking chicken sandwiches. And he's like, what, what, what you really need to clue in on is the fact that churches is giving out 62 pieces of chicken for $9.99. And, and Plies says that churches is killing the game because you can't get any more. And it's a fact you can't get more chicken for a low price anywhere other than freaking churches a lot of people don't like it i like churches i'm from the hood we ate it on tuesday 199 for that box you know what i mean feed the whole family for five dollars with all this chicken why can't nobody else sell chicken this cheap make me damn sick but the crazy thing about it was that churches the official churches twitter account commented on Plies post was their Instagram or their Twitter. If their Twitter, I, I think I'm not 100%. Don't really matter. That's neither here or there. But either way, the official church's account replied to Plies and said that they were glad that they could be his chicken plug. Don't please don't run off on us. You see what they did, that man? These rest, restaurants are trying to get real hip <clears throat> lately with these Twitter posts and stuff like that. You know, they're trying to get in the game. Trying to keep that young, fresh to death audience coming back and uh, buying up that chicken. What y'all think about this whole fiasco, though, man? Make sure you holler at your boy, Deville Di, uh, Di at Thoughts by Deville Di on Facebook, Thoughts by Deville Di at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, D V I L L E underscore Di. Same thing on Instagram, D V I L L E underscore Di. Make sure y'all jump on there and holler at your boy. So I'm going to take a break right quick. And uh, we're going to come right back with you to keep this show rolling. said DeVille at what point does being quote-unquote political at work become just kissing ass great question relax I'm gonna tell you for those of y'all that may not know what what does it mean by being political at work you know in business there's gonna be times where you're gonna have to grease some wheels as they say there's gonna be some times where you have to kind of try to butter people up or stay on certain people's good side because this person may be connected to that person and he's buddy with this person he went to school with this person he's in the same frat as this person and you can't you don't want to make enemies in the workplace but it does get to a point where you're just kissing ass i hate politics at work i feel like if everybody just came together and did their job and did what they were supposed to do and let everything run smooth and everything fall where it may that would be the best way just do honest deals you know so on and so forth but there is an element out there that relies heavily on these politics on this negotiations on being diplomatic in the workplace so there is a line and that line to me is 
when you get to the point where you don't feel good about <laughs> what you're doing, when you can't, uh, uh, when you don't find any pride left in the, the, the conversation that you just had, you're probably kissing ass at that point. Um, when I was doing, uh, uh, when I was doing training for interviewing techniques, uh, for like accusatory and non-accusatory interviews, one thing that I was taught was that the, the sign that you did a good interview, a good interrogation was when you've got somebody in this room and you've talked to them and you've got them to tell you everything that you wanted to know, lay it all out on the table and, you know, uh, basically telling themselves when that person gets ready to get up and walk out of that room, if they're still willing to shake your hand, you did a good job. If you're getting cussed out while they're walking out of the room, you probably tricked them, fooled them, hoodwinked them, bamboozled them. That's not a good thing. It's the same thing when you're um, dealing with these politics. You know, 48 Laws of Power tells you all these different things about don't outshine the master and play the fool to catch the fool and so on and so forth. And these things are definitely helpful tools that you can use negotiating your way through the business world, uh, through entrepreneurship, even hell through going to college, getting classes, getting loans in every asset of life. But you should never leave out of those talks feeling like you just got it rammed up your backside with no Vaseline. You still have to be able to walk out of those talks with your hell head, with your head held high and being able to sustain a certain amount of, of, of pride in what just happened, self-respect in what just happened. Now, I know to some people, just the fact that they're keeping their job, that they're staying gainfully employed is enough for them. They'll go home and they'll feel dirty, but they justify it to themselves by saying, well, I did what I had to do. You know, this is how I feed my family. I got X, Y, Z amount years in, whatever the situation may be. Or maybe you're just trying to stay out of the way. You don't want no backlash. You don't want anything to end up falling back on you because of something that you did or said or somebody that you angered. But at the end of the day, if people aren't holding up uh, their, their uh, end of the deal, and when I say their end of the deal, I mean when people aren't performing in a way that they should be, and you have there's a need for you to call them out on it. You gotta call them out on it. Uh, you can't, you can't try to sugarcoat things. Or like when you when you're let's say you're in a position where you have to uh, score, give a score for somebody on the work that they just did, and they score bad. It's really no need to go in there and trying to butter them up by hitting them with the old, you know, some 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 lines to soften the blow it works with some people it works to the unindoctrinated people out there but the people <laughs> the people that are well versed in business the people that are well versed in life period they pick up on that they know when you're bullshitting just like you know people always say uh, i don't mean no disrespect and then they say the most disrespectful shit ever <laughs> in the most respectful way with all respect due i'm about to shit on you <laughs> That's what people do. I mean, it is what it is, right? 
But DeVille D.I. DeVille D.I. thinks that when you do that, when you come in and you try to come in, you know, with a spoonful of salt and a spoonful of sugar, and I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, offer you this sugar, let you get a taste of this sugar right before I jam this spoonful of salt down your throat. Uh, it takes away from your integrity, integrity in my, in my perspective of things. It takes away my level of respect. If I'm doing a bad job, I respect it more if you come to me and you say, hey, look, DeVille, you're messing up. We need you to get back on focus. We need you to get back on board with what we're trying to do. I respect that. Don't hype me up. Don't, you know, gas me up with all the good things that I'm doing and then say, but, but, because always the worst comes after the but. <laughs> always the worst comes after the but. You know, everything else leading up to the but was just to make you feel better about the smack that you're about to get. And like I said, I feel like you lose a little bit of integrity when you move that way. Um, so, yeah. The line between uh, just being political and, you know, uh, trying to form alliances and kissing ass is a very, very thin line. Because once people realize that you're easily swayed, that you're easily moved, that you're easily uh, able to be uh, uh, pushed from one side to the other, they're going to take advantage of that. Now you become... You get out of a position of being able to drive the bus, and now you're just riding on the bus. Now you, you, you're you at the mercy of everyone who you come in contact with because they know if they say something to you, if they disagree with you, then you'll try to find a way to agree with them or to find a way to give them their way. And you can't really carry no weight like that. But um, y'all didn't come here for that, though, did you? Nope. You came here for some discipline. That's what I'm going to give you. At the end of the day, when you go home, are you able to look yourself in the mirror? Are you able to look your kids in the eye and be proud of what you did at work today? Are you able to look your wife, your woman in the eye and be proud of what you did today? What would your mama think if you told her what you did today? If the response from any of those people would be negative, you were probably kissing ass. Take this information and use it however you will, but remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated today. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Thank you for tuning in to Thoughts by the Field. D.I. love each and every last one of y'all. Make sure you go check out that Dennis Sulman. I can never say this guy's name right. Go check out the damn interview, man. It's very good. Trust me. And as always, more interviews to come. I got one lined up already for this weekend. I think this one is going to be a good one. I'm just going to keep it rolling out here, man. We working. But either way, the video, I'm out of here, man. Peace. Y'all have a great day.